0: Welcome to Toy Power, the podcast where we talk toys and everything pop culture. I'm Ben, and it's great to have you accompanied today for episode 154. This week on Toy Power, I'm joined today by. This
1: is Frank. Well, hoy hoy. And. Hello, everyone. Good to be with you. And it's that Darren. was Darren. Yeah. <laughs> All right. You get there in the end.
0: Alright, today we're looking uh, at the listener questions, we're continuing that uh, from where we left off last episode, so a lot of uh, awesome questions uh, yeah, by our some listeners. really tough ones. Yeah, so it should be quite exciting and then to round out the episode we've each brought a toy in and by the looks of things they've got a bit of a vintage uh, vibe to them sure, some yeah. are a bit more more modern than others but definitely uh, the vintage vibe in this room <laughs> tonight so uh, and that'll be rounding out the episode so quite excited to get straight into the listener questions again Mm -hmm. so uh, first up we have Webster83 and he has asked if you could alter history just once and exchange the very existence of one of your favourite lines to extend another line at least another five years would you do it? For example, he's even given an example. Darren, would you give up the existence of Batman 89 toys to see another five years of Masters of the Universe? Would have of what five years of Masters of the Universe would have included. <laughs> woo! All right, woo. We'll start, we're kicking around I to love Frank it. first.
2: All right, yeah. Um, I kind of struggled with this one uh, a little bit, but in the end, it was always going to be extending my beloved vintage turtles. Uh, I, I, I love. I don't realize by that stage of the line it was a line that went for a very long time another five years just would have been more crazy variants and you know what I am down with that I would be hunting them all Man, down we
0: would have got Dino Bebop and Dino oh, Rocksteady yeah right and, you know, fill in all those gaps yeah, that they bloody did yeah, three out of yeah. four
2: turtles Dino
0: Casey Splinter the line
2: I would sacrifice is Marvel Legends I would say you know what Marvel Legends can go away, as much as it hurts me to say that. But if it means more turtle variants on my it's shelf... you meant
1: that you got cross-dressing, Donnie, you would have done it.
2: <laughs> Absolutely, right? Like, who doesn't want that? So, And plus it would mean I'd have a heap more room on my shelves to put all these extra variants. So bye-bye, Marvel Legends. Hello, vintage turtles just
1: being amazing and awesome. That's me. Darren, what about you? So... I wrestled with this quite a bit and, and the example was actually quite helpful in sort of articulating what I would possibly be maybe gaining and what I'd have to give up to get there. Sure. And what I came to was as much as I love the Vintage Masters of universities without question the line of my childhood and is a major part of why I'm still into this uh, love of toys and pop culture now. I look at what Wave 7 of that line was going to be, minus Hero and Eldor, and how that was pitched as something that purely and simply used reused parts to keep costs down because sales hadn't been so good the the year before. And I think if that's what it had been for five more years, reused parts, no, nothing new, that would have meant maybe not getting Queen Marlena Maybe not getting a door, maybe not getting some of the things I really wanted from Masters. Mm. Then for me, that would actually surprisingly be an easy no. Ooh. The the nineteen eighty nine Batman film and the toy lines that accompanied, and I say lines because obviously Toy Busie and Kenner both did stuff with it, played a huge role in keeping not only that series, that movie series, going and in production for many many years and and paved the way for even, you know, Warner wanting to reboot it and bring it back yep. with Batman begins. But it kept the character in pop culture. It it pushed Kenner to to, to want more from Warner Brothers, which led to the creation of Batman the Animated series. It it led to so many things. It snowballed in a way that, that it wouldn't if, if we would have closed the door to Batman eighty nine, then so many other things for Batman would in in terms of toys and even films and cartoons would never have occurred so you're telling us you can't choose is that what is that no, what this no, is going yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm choosing what happened over um, over um, a hypothetical Master of the Universe that I don't know what it would have been and, and what line would you snuff yeah what line would I snuff to continue Masters yeah um, in terms of what it's I it's got to be something you like you can't gotta just go it's got to be something I like yeah. I know I can't just pick on something that I don't yeah um, I'm that's why this is such a great question. Yeah, I wouldn't snuff turtles because that was near and dear to me too. Um, and it, yeah, I'm just trying to... F- Can you pick any line? Or, yeah, or, yeah, 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 yeah. So I'd maybe something like, and as much as it's dear to me, maybe the Hook movie line because... You know that that's an easy one to snuff. It didn't last that long. <laughs> is um, it really that dear to you then? Yeah, <laughs> it is. Well, I, you know, I have a nostalgic soft spot for. I had a few of the figures as, as a kid, and I've I've collected them as an adult. I would
2: say if you want to extend Masters five years, you have got to give up DC
1: Classics. Can you give give up a modern line to to have a? Have well, a sorry, well, the um, sorry, DC, DC super, vintage, okay, DC yeah. Superpowers. Then,
2: would you do it? No. <laughs> no, I wouldn't. Um, I wouldn't. Darren
1: doesn't want to give up his toys. <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much. It surprises everyone. No, I wouldn't. That's my you know, it's second favourite line, no offence, Frank, but I'd probably even put that above turtles for me. Uh, oh, get out. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, I wouldn't. Um, no, so the answer for me is no. Uh, I, I wouldn't, Darren abstains. No, I'm not abstaining. I'm saying I wouldn't sacrifice one of my favourite lines. to it. So which one would you
2: sacrifice? That's what we're trying to get at
1: oh okay i thought it was a would you choose to sacrifice a line if you had to to, yeah yeah if you you could alter history to do it which one would you do maybe and this is going to get a lot of people throwing stuff at me in this room maybe transformers (gasps) oh dude what What, g1 no not g1
0: well that's around the same year or beast wars or something yeah but are you passionate against about that yeah, I think right. you've missed the point all of the right. question yeah, right. G- it have to be G1 then, yeah, right. then. All right. <laughs> all right. Darren is no longer on the podcast uh, <laughs> It's been fun yeah, but, yeah. Uh, Okay, <laughs> for me um, for, uh, I I um, Broke this question down, like, and sort of thought five years is an awfully long period to st- extend a toy line by, right? So, sure. if I could extend anything, that would be probably the Kenner Aliens and Predator toy line by Kenner, right? So yeah. the original line only lasted like two or three years. Ah, uh, okay. So, sure. Um, and in order to keep this toy line going for five years, you'd have to introduce the Aliens Operation cartoon that never mm-hmm. came never. to light. Yep. So, right, yep. you'd have to have a cartoon. Uh, promoting it to keep keep the toys selling on the shelf for, for another five years. Um, so and then, op- aliens operation would naturally spawn a predators show or a crossover <laughs> uh, deal, and then eventually include more film accurate. Uh, so then the you know the toys would eventually include more film accurate xenomorphs and subsequent vehicles, playsets, comic book tie ins, and a slew of animated uh, characters made into plastic plastic format. So nice. I am just on cloud nine on, on, in <laughs> this hypothetical um, you know train. Uh, and the line I would sacrifice would be the McFarlane introduction of the realistic movie esque, uh, you know, that two thousand. Because oh, wow. I was okay. I, I that was the turning point for me when McFarlane came along and all of a sudden introduced the movie esque, the adult collector line that never existed in my world yep. before pre two thousand. Uh, I sold all my Kenner uh, oh. Aliens. And they were all carded, man. So yeah, I've, wow. it still hurts uh, to this day that, you know, they just they just looked like baby toys. You know? In comparison, I, in yeah. In comparison, yeah. Because yep. uh, I, I was maturing, so was my taste buds. Sure. And uh, the, I'd never seen movie-accurate toys. You know, here I've got this, you know... A haphazard xenomorph that somehow. looks an interpretation. Yeah, yes. you know, yeah. From, from Kenner, and then the yeah, they've actually used some screen photographs and things yeah. at the McFarlane Studio. Uh, so to push that back, I think we would have seen some absolutely amazing vehicles and yeah, you know nice. playsets and everything from Kenner, and I would have um, continued Optimum. that. Yeah, I would have <laughs> continued collecting, well into my teens. So. Excellent. Mm, oh, all right. Good shout. Scott Meherit, uh which toy line do you feel re- represents the best value for money? Consider purchase price, playability, longevity, and resale value. This was a hard
2: one. So uh, the only one I could sort of settle on sort of ticked uh, four of those five boxes. I Unacceptable.
0: <laughs> Fail. <Yeah>. You're out. <laughs> uh, nah, keep going,
2: uh, I ended up settling on Lego. Nice. Okay, so I mean... At the end, there's a reason it transcends generations, right? It's been around for a long, long time. In terms of the resale value, everybody knows it's more better than gold. Uh, the longevity, been around a long time, as you said. Playability... Uh, the fact that you can mix and match from multiple sets, not a problem. I mean, longevity, everyone knows you step on one of those bricks and it bloody hurts. They're indestructible. Yeah, it'll but, kill you. Exactly. Right? I've seen a video of one of those pneumatic presses. It's this big, like, flat, and it just squashes things in slow motion. And all this other stuff, you know, gets – and stuff blows up. There's Someone made a Lego car using the most compact way they could, and it got – so before it exploded or split, it got so got about two thirds of its original height before it finally destructed. Like it was amazing, amazing, you know, construction on those bricks. The only one it sort of fails in is the current purchase price, right? Some of these sets, like the Stranger Things set, is that worth two hundred and fifty bucks or three hundred
0: bucks even? You can flip that on its ear and be like, if you purchase it at retail for the two hundred dollars, let's yeah. say, you could keep it. Minting box. I mean, you can't play with it then and things, yeah, but exactly. you could resell that for triple the amount if you hold on to it for. Yeah. So,
2: yeah. yeah. So, in terms of from a purely financial thing, Lego is worth the money. Um, yeah. I just, I just feel that what you get for your dollar now compared to, which I guess is across the whole industry when you think about it. Yeah, but going back, world. going back five years ago, Lego was nowhere near as expensive as it is now. I think.
0: Lego you gotta you gotta look at it. Anything licensed is very sure. expensive. Yeah. You you go and you go you grab a city Lego set that's you know, like just your planes Generic and your whatever, building yeah. and your little men and women uh, mini minifigures and yep. things and, you, and you, you compare that size and that pieces count to an equivalent set that has the same size mm. pieces set minifigures yep. to a licensed product anything Star Wars yeah. uh, Jurassic World um, Marvel, you know yeah. Marvel DC. DC anything and you're paying upwards of $100 more for um, of you know, because of the mm. license because of purely the license that's a good, good call good yeah. call so
1: yeah. yeah so Lego for mine yep Darren what about yourself so in terms of value, I am going to say something that I've called out recently. I, I think it's it's probably a little bit too early to, to prove just where the value is going to go. But from my mind, I'm really liking the Super 7 vintage 5.5-inch um, Scale Master of the Universe figures. They give you a nice, um, bit, particularly if you're a mid card collector, a, a nice mid-ton card vintage look without spending vintage dollars. And, and i think that's just really good value for money for for a collector on the um frame if you're looking at something for kids i, I tend to think ben's right you know um the non-licensed lego is 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 you know probably pretty good value for money mm. maybe not where it was uh, a few years ago as frank said but then again no one no, no nothing no, is, nothing yeah. is you know everything's gone up that sort of yeah it's just kept pace with everything else that's it uh, so uh, for this one, my choice is
0: vintage on this one. Uh, as time uh, has proven its worth and value over the years, it's the Tyco Dino Riders. Uh, an outst- nice. And Trent, you know, is already applauding as he hears this. <laughs> um, <laughs> an outstanding toy line that ticks all the boxes. An expensive look toy line in today's market. Sure. Uh, but yes, it does retain its value and has many levels of price points to aim for. So you can go from anything from the smaller dinos yeah. right up to the, the big T-Rex. Longevity like though, that. like some of those pieces are pretty fragile and they, they, they do but that's where the value comes in if you've got mm. a mint the, the nicer you've got condition you've got it, the the well, more it's i I
2: believe Trent's told stories where even just in the
0: box he's seen stuff. <laughs> you, you need a lot of craggle break. for this. A uh, lot of what? Craggle. craggle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so for my, my modern choice and I won't harp on about this too much, but uh, Mythic Legions. Sure. You, you go and buy the Four Horsemen's Mythic Legions toys. Uh, you you know you can double your money within a T- year. Yeah, uh, they it. they, um, they The up, fact that uh, you can open them without breaking a seal, like there's no sticky tape or anything yep. on those packages you can put all the weapons back into the packet and no one would ever know you've actually opened it Um, there's you know Soothe uh, 777 not sorry John Clawfield John Clawfield said that there might be a uh, cartoon or something in the works Uh, that's his prediction for 2020 Okay, Uh, so they're going to they're going to go skyrocketing up in value that's a good show they are proper adult toys like anyone that gets them instant addiction so uh Mm. that's my modern choice for this question good call tim chorley consider a hypothetical situation you are in a room with mattel hasbro spin master whomever whatever and they ask each one of you this rather hard question Maybe the adult collector market is doing well. (laughs) Is that your like? That's that's my that's my that's uh, um, that's my boardroom. uh, Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. Maybe the adult uh, collector market is doing well, but we're losing youth sales in the toy aisle. (laughs) Youth sales. How do we invigorate this new generation? What have we been missing? That's amazing. Um, it feels like I'm there, right? Yeah, yeah. Change your laughter to sw- uh, yeah. You know, sweating. Cold sweat.
1: Yeah. And a real suit. Yeah. You I'm, I'm, can see can... Ben's retail background coming. Yeah. Here. He's he been to those meetings. His guys, he's, he's been in these rooms. <laughs> so. It's, it's usually a
0: telephone conference call where you can't read the person's face. It's just nobody wants to answer. Yeah, you're just hearing the tone, and you've still got the phone on mute, and you're just talking amongst your co-workers. Holy crap, quick, what do we quick, do? someone <laughs> answer, someone <laughs> answer, someone... Anyway, going
2: Fantastic.
0: on. Um, look, for me, I think
2: it's a combination of integrating technology and story, right? Kids, I think the classic mistake that these uh, these big boardroom uh, people make is that they think kids are dumb, right? They Kids don't care, let's just chuck any piece of plastic out there and, and then kids will buy it. And there is there's, um, a market for that, but uh, I think... That if you can tell stories with these characters, the kids fall in love with their characters. And I think of like My Little Pony as an example of that. When you look at them, the characters are largely the same; they're just recolors of each other. But they've given them names. They've given this is the energetic one. This is the 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 cow cowgirl one. This is the you know that they've each got their own very distinct personalities. And I think that's where a lot of the the new stuff is missing. It might look cool, but unless the kids know a bit about them. Uh, it's lost. I think you also need to integrate some sort of... I mean, the cartoon is, is, is the obvious one, but I think you can do a bit more with that. You can have... And some things have done it where you have like little QR codes that you scan in and it unlocks something on a website. You have an app that ties into your toys. That's going to attract kids more so than something without other mm-hmm. media to, to go with it. Uh, I would also suggest that you they take notes from things like, you know, PJ Masks and some of these that have been successful. Don't just rip it off, of course, but, you know, what are they doing right? They've got that other media. They've got these bright, colourful characters that is going to attract a younger audience.
0: Yeah. Uh, an interesting note to that is uh, the Lego Hidden Realms uh, yes. sets and yeah. things. I'm a bit. Interesting to see if they are a hit or miss uh, given uh, I don't quite understand how they work talk me through that well I mean so with the you get a Lego set you build it there's uh, other um, attributes that you can change the scientist into a zombie so Mm -hmm. to speak so you can swap out the head and the hair and things all of a sudden he's a zombie Uh, there's um, you know the larger sets have features where you can play features where you build in, you hit a le- lever on a on a house, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden the house goes, the windows turn into eyes, and the uh, door go goes a into a jaw, oh, okay. and uh, you know things like that. So, yeah, cool. uh, the, so that's that play aspect. But then there's the you know the your whole get your phone out and uh, that's the bit i don't understand so scan the qr code or whatever on it and then you start catching ghosts and things on the uh on the app cool uh but my i think my girls are a little bit too young to get you know fully into it and plus you're still at the um you know you you then have to go and see mum mum or dad to hey can i get their phone yeah get Mm. my phone and things and I'm not comfortable with giving the kids my phone and just walking <laughs> off and yeah, sure. doing the dishes. Like, no, nah, that doesn't happen in our house. Yep. Uh, so it's very um, yeah. supervised and, right, two minutes, no, that's enough, you know. Uh, mm. Yeah, so.
2: Yeah, okay, um, that's a fair
0: point. Yeah, look, I don't have a, a
2: solid answer on how that would work yep, yeah, in, yeah, in yeah. practicality. I'm just using one example. Yeah, 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 yeah. And no, it's that's just interesting that's a, just, because it's a recent one yeah, too, yeah. yeah. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I also kind of think of like your your Skylanders type stuff, yeah, where yeah. it's 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 toys a figure. To life. Yeah, and yeah, I think the toys to life concept has kind of sort of died out, but I feel like that was onto something, and, and I feel like yeah. that we're waiting for that next Skylanders 2.0 or something that's gonna hit that sweet spot of here's a world, here's the technology, but here's your your, your plastic in the hand sort of thing. So yeah, that's what I'd be telling telling the boardroom
1: to aim at, Darren. So I've got some similar ideas to Frank on, on one hand. I think toy companies have been too complacent for, for too long. I think there needs to be more engagement around, around toys and with young people. And I'm old enough to remember the old toy exhibitions that used to be in department stores as well as the old stage shows that used to do the tours of the local suburban shopping centers and the fan clubs that used to also engage and often tell fans about our uh, product before they were even due for release, yeah. up-and-coming products. So there there, were, there was lots done to sort of engage in the imagination, promote story, promote play, promote all those sort of things. And I think that's that's been missing for quite some time, very sadly. And... I think, you know, look in your own archives is what I'd be saying to each toy company. Obviously, not Spin Master, don't go that far back. Mm. But, you know, the other ones, Mattel and Hasbro, look in your own archives because, you know, you used to do some amazing things and they were at the height of when toys were selling the best. Mm. So, you know, maybe there's a correlation there and and that. But I'd also also say that's with... You can only, only make things grow so much if, you know, it's going to depend on how the global economy is as to whether or not parents can how much parents can buy even even if Mm. if kids fall in love with this stuff yeah sure
0: Okay, I'm taking a leaf out of Frank's book. Um, I think he looked at my answer uh, before <laughs> he answered his. Uh, first off, you need to take kids a little bit more seriously. Uh, there are plenty of toys out uh, there and cartoons aimed at kids around the age of 10 or younger, but not much, in my opinion, that aims for that 10-plus age, yeah, right? sure. Uh, so must have a cartoon to back it. That's a no-brainer. We've learnt uh, many you know years of... Uh, you know, toy, toy cycles and things and going, yeah. that uh, you have to have a cartoon or something, you know, pretty big, um, you know, movie or something to tie in. Yep. Um, so Something that can be a little gritty and violent, I think. They need to take that uh, leap with a splash of humour, I think, to, to ground it, so to speak. Yep. Uh, affordable toys around the 5 to 7 inch scale at numerous po- uh, price points to cater for different families. And also uh, a big one, not too cheap looking, or too juvenile-looking as well, so they're cool. you know not too animated and not too, you know, big head and small body and things yeah, like that. Yeah, that. You know, style. Yeah, I, I can't help but look at some of the, and I'll take um, DC uh, Kenner Superpowers toys for instance. You know, a very basic toy line, uh, very little accessories, one or two accessories per character. Um, they still hold up to a. An, Mature, you know, a mature adult's vision of what a cool DC figure looks like yep. today. But you go and look at, you know, some of the... uh DC figures on the toy shelves today that are uh um, stylized. Yes, they are yeah. all so stylized and <coughs> Funko just, Pops. Yeah,
1: yeah, I just And they're going to date very quickly. They're yep, going they're going to be a snapshot from a particular moment in time. go yeah. remember when we were all into that style? <laughs> mm,
0: you know, and and uh, you know, DC superheroes, they not too many uh, variants as well. I know yep. that, you know, Darren likes that idea as well, but uh <laughs> you know, I don't want like you take Ben Ten or something, for instance, and it's just Ben Ten toys, you know. To the, as far as the eye can t- yep. can see, and then the aliens. It's like, well, I don't know that guy. And mm. then there's like one bad guy toy per seven boxes. Per or yeah, something. you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. So to keep
1: variants rare and purposeful each time. That's good advice, yeah. I think. A good know. a good mix
0: of the villains and the good guys.
1: You yeah, can't just you can have get to all the
0: only the yeah only the um the the lead characters sure. exactly,
1: and a variant that relates to the story. Mm. All right, moving on.
0: Lindsay Deitchies, Uh apologies if I butchered that name. What do you feel is the most underappreciated toy line of all time? Yeah, this was a,
2: another tough one because every time I go, oh, this line and then, oh. The one I ended up set- settling on was actually Centurion's. Wicked. Right? Like, it's one of the... You look at the concept, there were these big, bright, coloured figures that were essentially, for those that don't know it, they were like nine-inch figures, I think. And they just uh why well, might be he might be Kenner actually yeah. and they had these ports all over there they had like sort of like a suit they were wearing they had all these ports you could plug stuff into and it was essentially Lego for large-scale action figures and they were guns there was turrets there was choppers there was missiles it was a, it was future tech sort of stuff think a crazy Robotech looking yeah. thing and you could customize it all you could change yeah. it out from other figures uh, could take parts from the bad guys and clip yeah. them onto the good yeah. guys and stuff. It was an amazing concept, and I'm surprised it hasn't been... Land, sea, and air. Yes, they had yep. one for each. So you had yep. a, a blue, a yellow, yep. and, a, and a green guy. Yep. And, yeah, so that you could buy the figures that come with a fairly basic set, yep. but then you could buy just a set that was just the weapons, and they were the big ones. Instead of having just a couple of little things that helped him swim through the water, you buy a freaking submarine that you build around the character, and it's... They're big. They were tough and durable. They were pretty hard to break, most of it. Um, Great, great toy line. Yeah, and I think
0: Trent picked up some not too long ago, last year, and he said they still... Uh, click in solidly. Yep. They're not loose or anything. So, a quality line as well. Yes. Uh, that's lasted, what, 30 odd years yeah, or something? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. It, it hasn't
2: it. been revisited. I'm kind of waiting for the mm. some sort of reboot, yeah. but even just someone else taking on that concept and applying it to their yeah. their property would be cool to see.
0: Fantastic toy And they don't look juvenile as well, no. even with all those little ports and things yep. all over one's body. They look, so. they look cool still
1: today, yeah. yeah. Mm. Darren. So I'm going to say the most underrated toy line of all time would have to be Masters of the Universe. Oh, piss
0: I Only made it lazy, you know. Four
1: billion dollars in it. it's, yeah, it's right. still underappreciated. <laughs> no, I'm. I'm, I'm, ga- I'm going to say. I'm going to say. For me, it's really tough. There's two lines that stand out in this area. So hear me out. One of them is Toxic Crusaders, and the other one is Defenders of the Earth. Both excellent lines, in my point of view. Uh, both uh, come with with terrific characters and and stories that engage in the imagination, Mm. Um, but each only lasted a wave. Both got to figures and vehicles, but each only lasted a wave. Um, If I had to pick one, and I keep going to and from, Mm. it is hard to pick one. There's compelling arguments for both. I'm going to lock in... Defenders of the Earth just simply because it seems that much harder to find, which tells me that it probably faded even quicker. Defenders is an interesting one because it was a
2: combination of characters that were popular in their own right. You had the Phantom, you had Flash Gordon, you had
1: Mandrake. It was, it was like, like the Justice League or the right? Avengers and things.
0: How, How can did we get it not these... work? Yeah, exactly, exactly. I, I... A
1: theory based on what I've read, and I think a lot of it is that some of those characters didn't have much of a legacy beyond the 40s outside of uh, outside of Australia particularly, you know, the Phantom's huge over here but one of the reasons why the Billy Zane Phantom film didn't take off is because he's not that big overseas really yeah really that's interesting it is isn't it because he, he's but it, it's not head. that
0: it's a bad movie or anything
1: no it's not. Like, you know, they had nothing to yeah. do with that didn't have terrible CGI on offer no, no. no but people often didn't know that back then the internet hadn't really taken off until they bought the ticket the point is they didn't buy the ticket but but, but, um,
0: but still you know if you get a a fantastic uh, write up in the newspaper saying this true, is could, this yeah. is uh, a terrible 10 out of 10 film yeah, to see yeah. go and watch it that might that might that deviate might you it, from yeah going to see something else at the cinema at that time yeah. and actually hey that phantom movie's you know and word of mouth yeah that's true could, could you imagine
2: this being i uh, um, someone that was able to obtain the rights to all these characters you do an MCU right you yeah. have a yep. a, a mandrake film and then you have a flash film and then you have a phantom film and then guess what it's the defenders film right like I that would, would be amazing
1: it. yeah it would be and yeah.
2: need you know quality writing and all that sort of stuff but yeah i think there's i think there's untapped potential there
1: well, yeah I, right. I couldn't agree more the the problem is the rights because I think they're they all over the place. i yeah, yeah, yeah. And at who the moment, but, who did them, Darren? Um, the toys. The toys. galoop galoop Galoot. Cool. Did yep. did them. And they were owned by Kings Comics. Um, those characters. That was the the link. Right. I think, uh, yeah. Be- between them and why they were able to sort of bring them all be together. Be interesting to do
2: some research and see where the rights are now. Whether that that Kings Comics has been absorbed by.
1: Well, I believe we ever... Mandrake Drake is sitting over with Warner Brothers, um, in film rights, mm. and the Phantom mm. is still with Universal, I believe, and I forget where I read Flash Gordon mm. currently sits, but they're all over the place. They're not, yeah, they're not together, one which is sure. which is the disappointment in hard. terms of getting it. At defenders. Mm. Franchise. Great call, man! Great call. Mm.
0: Uh, hands down for me, this was an easy question to answer. Coleco sectors. Ah, oh, yes, so, of course. Yeah, I think I just think they are outstanding. The, the moment I laid eyes on them uh, in my mature years of uh, you know f- circling the toy collecting, uh, yeah. collecting thing, uh, I put um one of the spiders on my hand and couldn't believe that it fit an adult's <laughs> hand and things and that just to having a character riding on my wrist and it's just so cool. Nice. And uh so yeah and the fact that they are bigger than a master's figure. They're probably, you know, that eight inch uh, scale, much better articulation. Um, you know, why they the they've apparently I think they've got a cartoon series, I've never actually watched it, but mm. you know, they had a, a small twelve issue comic run. They they just should have done so much more. They had a Wave 2 that never came to fruition. Yep. Uh, biggest play set, you know, around, Um, you know, just, yeah. Just nice. Wish wish it went uh so much further. Yeah, good call. Mm. Okay. Will Apure asked, what toy purchase do you regret the most? I really struggled so with w- this So what one. did you take it? Vintage or as a kid? Eyes or
2: um? I think adult. as a kid it's hard because you instantly get that nostalgia blanket, right? And uh, and often at that age, it's your parents buying it for you anyway. So a free toy effectively is, is always going to hold up in, in the mind's eye. I, I really ended up landing on sort of a more modern thing. And it's one of these you get caught up in, particularly with someone like me, you get caught up in having everything from the line. And you go, oh, well, this is part of that line. I need it. Uh, and the one that jumps out for me is from Transformers Masterpiece is Star Saber
0: right you don't like it's just, well, it just uh,
2: again I got caught up in the I was yeah. I was buying all the masterpiece stuff at that point and look it's a quality figure I'm not knocking the figure itself but in the end I stood back and just went. I know very little about this figure. I know he was from the, I think it was the Japanese Transformers Victory series. Yes, correct. Yep. He was their Optimus Prime, their leader. and He's got some cool modes. You can the He's got a smaller figure that sort of detaches from the middle of him. The, the toy itself is great, but for the price I paid, when I can literally name, everyone looks at that masterpiece shelf and goes, there's Optimus, there's Megatron, there's all the figures they know. And this guy just sticks out like a sore thumb. He right? did have
0: a Generation One toy, though. He did, but it was only a Japanese. Yeah, yeah. very,
2: very hard to get and very expensive and stuff. Uh, but see, I, I know I've actually watched the the Victory series, yes. so I do have. I know who it is. I knew who it was straight away, but I don't. I just don't care about the figure, to be honest. And and for the price that I pay for it, I am just like oh, why is it sitting there? And what got me in particular when I was reorganizing uh, where my masterpiece collection was going to sit, he he didn't fit under the shelf by like just that much. His frigging antenna on his head was too high, and I had to do a whole lot of work to move another shelf just to squeeze him in there. And I was like, all oh, for a figure I really don't care about, yep, essentially. Yep. So that's one where I sit there and go, I could have saved hundreds of dollars not getting this guy and would not have missed out. Don't, didn't feel like I missed out. I very much so now, particularly with Masterpiece getting more and more expensive, I'm very picky with that. I go, I, I want that. I don't need another version of Bumblebee or whatever. I don't need a red recolor of something I've already got. And these sorts of things. Yep. So yep. yeah, that was
1: mine. Darren. Struggled with this one. In fact I'm still not I'm still not sure I've landed on an answer for it actually. Um it yeah, it's so, You love all your toys, is that what you're saying? Pretty much, pretty much. (laughs) I'm obsessive compulsive. Um, I'm more likely to regret not getting something. (laughs) We've all got that. Like um, that's a very different question. Yeah, it is. It is. Um, Yeah, I don't. Don't really know that there's much I I regret. You know, occasionally I might have buyer's remorse if I see it for cheaper later.
2: Even not when you got like five He-Mans and, and four of them were like, had the harness pop off in there. Oh yeah, I didn't like
1: that <laughs> um, at all. I didn't regret buying it. I regretted that I didn't get, get it in the condition that I <laughs> thought I was buying it in, but um, there's not a lot that I can really, really draw on for that one. um because generally speaking, even if I buy extras or something, you know, I can always trade it later. I can always go to a do trade something, day with, or do it. something yeah. with it. You know, it's not like it's, it, you know, it falls into the pit of waste or anything. Mm. Sure. All right. Moving on. Uh, so mine actually
0: is another Transformers story. Uh, so it was, uh, picture this, it was probably late 90s. I'm talking 1998 or something. yeah mm-hmm. um, sort of those early days of the internet where mum and dad sort of, uh, no, you, you know, we're not connecting to the internet sort of thing. <laughs> so uh, my research and bu- online buying was nothing. Like I yep. didn't have access yet. I heard about it, but school was about the only place I could do it. Uh, and uh, I was getting heavily back into toys. You know, comic books were uh, starting to be a thing. And I was uh, reinterpreting, you know, rebuilding my uh, childhood collection. Sure. Right? And that's hard when you've got no contacts and you're still, you know... Um, you your to, way in the world. You're just going to bricks and mortar stores that sell second-hand toys. Yep. So I went to a um, shop that still exists in Adelaide today. I won't name the store. Uh, but they ha- used to sell vintage uh, second-hand transformers and things. They cool. used to import uh, um, some uh, Japanese robots and things and sell. Anyway... They had um, vintage, uh, sort of knockoff, vintage styled Generation One combiners, right? Oh, cool. So they and the knockoff ones. So they had the original ones, and let's say they were hundred and hundred to hundred and fifty dollars for an original ninety um, percent complete, you know, thing. And I'm like, gosh, that's a lot of money, yeah. you know, for a for highs, a eighteen a year old kid. sort yep. of Ain't thing. That's a, hell of a that's coin. a hell of a lot of coin. So I'm looking at these uh, knockoffs right for 30 bucks yeah. you know and 100% complete and stuff and I I bought them all I bought mm. you know like seven different combiners <laughs> uh you know and the the deeper you got once you got to characters like um I think it was uh, Computron and uh, things like that. They didn't have the right legs, you know. They uh, had they had like the Stunticon legs or yeah, something right. like you know so the,
2: the early the ones that everybody knew.
0: Your Aerialbots and Constructorcons yeah. were all good. Yes, yeah. yeah, and yeah. they were of the worst plastic quality. Like they were pure uh Z grade quality <laughs> knockoffs, Z right? Grade. And here I am paying thirty bucks. So you can imagine time seven that, you know, I'm paying two hundred and ten dollars <laughs> for these absolute utter rubbish, yeah. right? When I could have got a couple of original G yeah. ones. And I think I had them in my collection for around three or four years before I slowly upgraded them, to whether that rigid. was, you know, piece by piece, character yeah. by character, or if I forked out the cash. And you know, every year I took longer to buy it, it went up by twenty, thirty dollars, yep. you know, yep. until uh, some of them are worth now, you know, two, three hundred dollars each. Yeah. And I was lucky enough to um, you know, get them all. And the unfortunate uh consequence of me buying these KOs was I literally got ten dollars each yeah, for them. You, you get know, I for so them. Yep. not only did I waste a lot of money, but I got next to nothing back. And so, um, y- but they filled a Space on my shelf for you know they had that they kept a the gap they kept the space on my shelf for that I could slot yeah, the original go. yeah and yeah. they quashed
1: the first until you got the, exactly yeah, yeah but, but uh, who would have thought Transformers would really be regrets in disguise for both of you regrets in mm. disguise
0: well it's it's boo <laughs> boo this man it was uh, <laughs> sort of where my head was set was at in the early <laughs> days yeah all right uh, what's next Brad Taylor saddest lost toy moment from your childhood. Mine was at the age of seven, leaving my stuffed Alf at an airport. Flying away from him and never seeing him again. Insert sob. Man. So that, that, no, that is a pretty sad. Tup. Honestly, that that's pretty bad. Yeah. Especially if he's looking through the plane window, you know, and Alf's just waving, eating mm. a cat uh, at the, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, um, yeah, um, yeah. probably got sidetracked chasing <laughs> a cat <laughs> and left him at the airport. Yeah. So what's what's, what's Lucky his saddest?
1: So yeah. What's his saddest moment?
2: Um, I, I've told this story a couple of times. Uh, the one that jumps out to my mind is when I lost uh, Glide, who was my very first ever Transformer. You Little... Left him
0: on a plane. That's right. Yes.
2: Uh, ironically. Yeah uh but i don't i know that story only because my parents have sort of told it back to me i don't have a memory of it myself the one i remember as a kid was losing my original uh, master universe hordak when i went to school and it was one of these things i got a new toy and i wanted to show all my mates and i had it in my backpack and I don't know what happened to this day, but I just remember that sensation of where the hell is it? I was so upset. I think this is sort of like year one we were talking about, so it would have been all of like five or six years old, and to the point where I actually... Uh, we were starting to you know, learn writing at that point, and write a little story, do an artwork. And I wrote a story about how I lost this hordak, and there's this picture, like with the backpack on on my back, and just this hordak figure with the big like swooping, like it's almost like he was diving out of my backpack. Um, it took me a long time. Even the hordak I have now that I bought many years later, it's got an issue with the waist, so it's still not perfect. I don't think I even have him complete with the little bat shield and stuff so yeah Hordak has always been one of the I think as because of that Hordak's been one of these figures that I'm always drawn to in whatever form he takes it becomes romanticized doesn't it yeah because I'm like I still don't have you know my Hordak figure because it would have been complete and all that whereas I've got other masters from my childhood that all survived fine that one was one of the first and one of the first that I lost so yeah that was mine
1: both your stories break my heart. And I
2: that <laughs> well, see, I got Powerglide back, so that was a bit of a, a happy ending. Whereas, yep. Hordak
1: never to be seen again. Yeah, no, that that is pretty tragic. And and Brad Taylor's breaks my heart as well. I I had an interesting childhood um, because I lost a toy. Um, was I was very young. Uh, it was early in junior primary school, and I lost the General Lee from the Dukes Hazard. You know, like the the matchbox. Yes. Yep. So and I was completely devastated. And it made me super paranoid about taking toys out. As a result of that, I got another general relief, um soon enough. They they weren't hugely expensive enough still in retail, but it made me super super paranoid. And you know, I briefly took Masters uh, toys. I think actually before that, when when Masters were um, just sort of coming onto the scene for me in eighty three. But but after that, I really pulled back. Certainly from taking toys to school, I pulled back. I, Often played with other kids' toys, and at school, <laughs> and 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 I was really paranoid about where I took toys, how careful I was. Were there any holes in the bag? Could the weapons leak? Yeah. Um, you, know, and to the point where even today, I, you know, I basically bring toys out for this show, or when Trent and I were shooting um, figure reviews, I, I brought toys along. But generally, that they stay at home but mm. once I've got them particularly if they're loose, because I'm, I'm super paranoid about losing them or losing something from them, and I'll put it all down to that general lead. <laughs> Nice. Well, not nice, but yeah. <laughs> all right.
0: So mine comes from, and I've got the Lego set right here, it's the Lego Castle Dragon Knight sets 6056, the Dragon Wagon 1993. Wow, right? so okay. So this was the most epic uh, Lego set I got in 1993, in my opinion. If you guys can um, picture the green dragon with red wings, right? Yes. So, yeah, yeah. yeah just the most iconic dragon of that time. I think it was the first dragon of, of many yep. Yeah, of, of that time um, yeah, spawned all the other dragons. So it's such a cool uh, figure. I, I pretty much bought that set because it was the one I could afford that had the dragon in it, right? Nice. Probably saved my money up for ages and bought it. And uh, I freaking had that for, well, I'd say a couple of months or something. And we had, um, you know, we used to tip our Lego out on the ground in the um, lounge room and we had vinyl floors in the lounge room. Mm -hmm. And so it was a good area to uh, build on instead of the uh, other areas in in the house that had carpet. And um, so one day I, uh, you know, uh, you tip Lego out, it just goes freaking everywhere and you start parts change swapping and things like that. And uh, I don't know how, but um, someone had uh, kicked the wing under the heater, right? Uh, so I, 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 I think I even my little brother and I saw it happen. Like yep. both can testimonially tell. You go and call my little brother out of the blue; <laughs> he will tell you, "Yep, that wing is under the heater." Right? Uh, it's still there. Never got that back. It never. <laughs> I don't know if it melted under there and just turned into <laughs> nothing. We could never get it on. We tried with rulers and yep. asked Dad to. Dismantle the heater. No, it's staying there. No, you've lost it. You leave your you leave your damn toys out. You know this is what happens. Scenario, and so nice. my my damn dragon was one wing, like it was an amputee Aww, dragon. Sad dragon. So it just never looked the same, <laughs> and uh, that was really that was really you know tough, like yep. to. Because it was such a, pro- I don't know why I had the wing off, or it, I just don't. It's it Lego. Was, All the pieces go yeah, everywhere, right? It was like, such a uh, frustration because, and yeah. and still to this so day, because you
2: knew it was there. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. If it's lost. Yeah. It's lost. Yeah. but and wow.
0: uh, yeah. So still to this day, I still have. A dragon in my yellow tub with one, uh, in it. <laughs> so shattered. Oh no! All right, moving on to a more positive one. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we'll, see. Positive. we'll see. This isn't positive. Sam Cripps, Nerd's Paradise. What's the one toy line you each hate <laughs> and <laughs> wish it would just not be a thing? We're
2: I can... break
1: some hearts, aren't we?
2: Uh, I kind of feel like he was angling for a particular response. But the one, and I'm going to get very controversial here. There's one of our patrons who's going to be very, very upset with me. But the toy line that I just wish wasn't a thing. Actually, a couple of our Patreons. G.I. Joe.
0: Oh. I just,
2: I just, I don't get it. I, It was the one thing from that era where I was into all the things. I never got, I never understood it. To me, toys at that time, toys are fantasy based. They're escapism. They're things you can't do. You can't. You want to be a giant robot. You want to be a a mutant or, you know, have the sort of power or whatever. Who wants to be in the army? Apparently lots of kids, but not me, right? I don't... I think it has a real problem of right now there's a reason it hasn't been successfully rebooted he can't well, advertise and, war to kids
0: and, and i think i said that on a previous uh, episode that that's why they're going to do it go the snake eyes route Yeah, so the ninja sort of that's more disbelievable to the you know than a military angle so correct to speak. more so, fantasy correct yeah, so yeah. i and i think you know you,
2: as as much as a lot of the cartoons from that era don't hold up i think the gi joe one doesn't hold up more so than some of the others. I mean, you, you, there's themes in Masters, in Turtles, in Batman that you could that are positive messages. What, what does GI Joe teach you? Have a bigger stick than the other guy, right? Like, ugh. And you know, now we're actually.
0: I, I, I learned that from Joe seventy Sam, and, and I <laughs> have an even bigger stick. <laughs>
2: Uh, so look, I know Jose is going to be like shaking his fist at me right now. Probably even Chris Wisdom will be a little bit pissed off. But I just, I, I don't. I don't get it. I, I, I
1: wish it would go away. Um, I, Frank, I think Army it, Toys Frank, are... Frank speaks um, from a position of not understanding. It's nothing personal. Don't, don't take personal people. <laughs> fight we
0: me. Come fight me. We, <laughs> we, we get the controversial questions. We answer them here on Toy Power. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: so yeah, that's, uh, that's mine. G.I. Joe, go away.
0: I
1: always thought it was a rather American based franchise. Sure. Just G.I. You Joe, know, and I think you know, that probably made it Little harder for us, but it's even like they they then tried to add because
2: they realized that guys with guns is ultimately boring. Oh, look, here's a guy with a metal face, and and here's a here's a ridiculously hot chick. She would never be in the army. Let's be honest, right? And then oh um oh oh it's the lines not doing it. What else do kids up? Ninjas. Let's do that. And that just came. That whole thing came about from a lazy repaint in the first place, right? Even
0: even the comic series it was Snake Eyes and GI Joe, featuring GI Joe. So it got Snake Eyes were, you know, built over the yeah the rest of the property. Yeah, papered over and, the fact yeah. that they're advertising war. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah nah. Mm. Sorry Chris, Good sorry call, Jose nah.
1: and uh, know, call, there's man. lots of G.I. Joe yeah.
2: fans out there, but that's where I sit on it. Mm.
1: This is a really tough question because I'm I'm generally speaking a fairly live and live kind of guy. You know, it may not be my jam but I'm happy it exists because there's someone that enjoys it. And and I think that's really, re- re- really cool about, about toys and and you know, such a diverse bunch of toys out there and that means a diverse bunch of fans. Having said that, I become more and more concerned each day and each year as as the time rolls on with just how big and explosive and this is controversial Come not on, everyone's gonna hit like us. me. Pop finals. See, they... that's what I figured when Sam asked that no, question. So, yeah, that's yeah, what I figured he, but he was Sam aiming Sam would be for the it. first to defend them because obviously that would be a big chunk of his business. Yeah, but I don't think he likes them. No, no, no he no. doesn't like them. So my
0: my thing with pop vinyls, and I was one of those guys that did have a pop vinyl collection. Hey, and, look, I've and, got and a few yeah, Masters yeah. yeah. ones. I'm not. But you know, like okay, yep, yeah, you've got uh, the properties that do well. Yes, of course they've got pop vinyls. But how many how many um, things can you have at your desk in your you know business or your office or whatever? Mm that come from The Office, you know, the Office characters and oh, things. the TV show. The TV yeah, show, yeah. Yeah. You know, how, how many things... Uh, are out there that are from, um I don't know... Uh, and isn't that where it started? Even Back they, to the
2: Future. That, they started
0: know. with like Betty Boop, I think, yeah, was one of yeah. the first licenses. When, and yeah. how many... It, it became
2: popular because they picked on franchises that were dormant, but guess what? They're still fans of mm. these franchises yeah.
1: out there. Rat, Rat Fink and all yeah. that sort of stuff. Exactly. Yeah. I'd say even Back to the Future, because I know a lot of Back to well, the Future fans have the pop vinyls, the Hot Toy stuff's out of, out out of reach, price yeah. range... And the reaction stuff sort of come and went, and there was only four of them. So, so. you really want pop vinyls to go away because that's what the no, question no, no, sort no. of—that's what the, the question's angled at. That's just the one I'm the least g'd up about. And if I had to choose one, if if it was like, "Your life depends on eliminating <laughs> one toy <laughs> base property," what would it be? That would be the one.
0: Right. All right. So mine, uh, as a broad spectrum, I've said it many times before. I hate blind bags. Yeah, right. What you were going to so, say? That. So I'm <laughs> as a father, and I'm you know. I don't. I, I love all properties, and I can see the aspect, even right down to Pokemon, and then you've got the Digimon, and I hated uh, Power Rangers because they stole the time slot of Ninja Turtles, and <laughs> that I was just declaration of war. <laughs> I just, I just think it's a direct rip off of uh, Voltron, but yep. there's further history to yes. say where you know that it it's a from. Japanese um, property that you know probably predates Voltron, blah blah blah. But I think Voltron needs more love, you know. Yep. Yeah. Anyway, um, but. Uh, for me, uh, as a father and buying toys for my kids, I, I really don't like the blind bags. I really hate everything comes with slime these days. I hate the cleanup of slime. <laughs> I hate the uh, that uh, kinetic sand because in yep. the it, you know the the ultimate blind bag these days it has slime it has kinetic sand in it it has one tiny figure and you've you've got no change out of a 20 dollar note like it's just and you just question and they you know it's got, got no more. articulation yep. it's it's a deformed cat that's wrapped in bandages, you know, and, and you've got to nurse it better cause it's, and it comes with a, a steth- stethoscope the size that only a G.I. Joe character could wear, you know. and and, and but, it, but that stethoscope is disproportional to the size of the cat figure and you just question, what, 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 why... Where did my money go? Where, where did, you know, is this, is this part of... Spinmaster's new line that they're going to you know pack <laughs> pack one figure and then give accessories for another completely lined character I just I just don't understand you know and but the kids freaking love, love it, it. and they and do. I just they they go into the toy aisle and they're more intrigued by what's behind the, what the wall. What can't you see? Yeah, what can't we see? Mm. Then the figures that are hanging on the shelf with a beautiful window packaging. It's so, interesting it's interesting psychology behind yeah. it. Like, it's it's that whole game show, you know? Yeah. You could what's have in the box? you could have a thousand dollars. You could have a car, you know, like I don't not maybe not a car, but you could have a trip to uh, you know, um uh uh interstate yeah. or you could have what's in the box and, <laughs> and you know the what's in the box might be uh, a rubber dog poo, you know, like, like, but (laughs) that's the, that's the, that's the one I know my kids would choose because they just, they're they're so intrigued by that uh, mystery, you know, and it's, uh, it's doing well for the everyone. Well, exactly Mm, right. mm. Yeah. Okay, moving on. Scotty the Toy Hunter, got another question from him. Since you are all such big DC fans, and I'm flipping it to you, so (laughs) since um, uh, you're a big Marvel fan, Frank, I'd love to know who your opposing, uh, you know, generation character, so DC Marvel character is, and why? And he's got a backup question to this. Second question, do you think, who do you think is the most intimidating DC villain, and why? Like, not your favorite villain, but the one that would make you instantly crap your pants if you bumped into them in the street. So, Frank, you're answering uh, what is your favorite um, DC Oh, oh that's, that's not what I prepared for. Uh, no, because Mar- you've got a old Marvel Legends thing, yeah, so okay. it on its, Well, on then head. I might need a bit more time to think okay. about that.
2: Look, straight up, just to directly answer the question, my favorite, and I'll one line this, my favorite Marvel character is Wolverine and it comes down to the fact that after everything the world has done to him he's been experimented on mind wipes and all that he should be a villain but he's not because he does wants to do the right thing and I just think that's a really cool mantra in a world where you can get sort of kicked around mm. and he could literally take down governments because he's indestructible and he chooses not to that's why he's my favourite the claws are just a bonus um, as far as the intimidating DC villain uh, I think Man Bat is pretty terrifying definitely like, bats regular bats are pretty scary enough if you've ever been one up close and yes you only ever see the videos of the cute little baby ones but a full-grown bat is not something you want flying at you let alone one that is the size of a man and could crush you and suck your blood or whatever the hell like no thanks i don't want to be a part of that as for my favorite dc character circle back to me because i need some time to think about
1: that. sure darren far away So, for me, I'm going to say Wolverine as well. Oh, come on. And that, I think, comes from a similar sort of point to Frank, but, you know, I really like... One of the things the the um, Fox X-Men universe did really well, I think, is it articulated just how much loss and grief and trauma this guy had been through as well, and yet he just keeps coming back. He's, he's indestructible, um, unless you look at Logan, obviously, but he's generally indestructible, and that carries with it its own baggage. He loses people around him that, that mean to him, and, and yet somehow, you know, he, he, he keeps fighting another day. And I really, really respect that. That, to me, you know, is is something that that is very human and relatable for a character that is not at all human. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, so, so for me, and I really like Hugh Jackman's portrayal of it, even though he goes against the entire comic cartoon yeah. Wolverine that we know, I think he still brought something... To it yep, that I think definitely. that worked yep. worked work for it. So that would be my favourite as far as DC villains go. This throws back to my childhood, I guess. Um, I can remember even just seeing it in venture stores when it first debuted. The darks, uh, dark seed or dark side, depending on how you choose to pronounce it. Superpowers figure towering above all the others. Mm. He just he just looked like he could tear figures apart. I remember thinking <laughs> that when I was a kid. He just he just looked in like someone you didn't want to mess with exactly mm, definitely
0: okay for me we're going 3 for 3 we're going Wolverine nah. <laughs> uh, i mean i grew up watching the 90s x-men cartoons and i just freaking uh, fell head over heels uh, he's such a vigilante you know type thing he's uh, on the cusp of yeah turning into a bad guy but he never quite does mm. uh, he always he's the first person to say whatever's on his mind he doesn't care doesn't you know, care what yeah. people think yeah and um, he's a tough guy uh, that, that's nostalgic, Ben. Uh, more in recent times since the films and things have come out. Uh, Deadpool. I mean, nah, who okay. you know, Deadpool is. Uh, I, I, I'll be honest. I didn't really know about Deadpool until he hit the cinematic. You, you know, the, until he hit the movie screen. Okay, sure thing. So, um, and that, and then I watched back the cartoons, and I can't believe he's in so many flashbacks and things. Some of his contents. comics runs are
2: really good. It's like yeah. Mar- uh, Deadpool kills
0: the Marvel Universe yeah. and it's that fourth wall breaking
2: ridiculous stuff. Yeah, See, I Great. I,
0: I've, I, collect, I have collected a lot of comics over the years, but uh, when it comes to Marvel, I'm very systematic. Like if there's something done by Frank Miller, I'll pick that up. So yeah. the Daredevil run uh, yeah, that he did. Yeah. Um, Spider-Man run that he did, I've collected them. So And some of the X-Men and things, I've dabbled in a couple, but I've never... Uh, you know, gone and seeked out these you know obscure characters like Deadpool. Mm. So it's, it wasn't until the films and things like I've got a knowledgeable uh, thing just by knowing you know pop culture yep. what Deadpool is, but I've never actually read the proper into uh, into comics it. and things. Yep. Um, and uh, moving on from my DC villain, it's Ar Ar, Ar- Archilio from the uh, the the Yellow Lantern Corps. Oh, so he yes. is he he's is like this
2: like an insect, or sort of
0: like yeah, head. like walrus looking. Uh, head yep. like a, like a just he's just head and this huge mouth like black yeah. skin he's as big as um is a not uh is it, uh kill yeah, yeah he's yeah. as big as him if not bigger and uh, him being yellow lantern obviously he's you know defined on uh, greed and things like that and yep. uh, yeah sinisters. I just think he's so cool. I, I just wanted to go a bit left field, uh, yeah. And, uh, nice. Uh, I he is. I've seen him as a builder figure uh, in the DC Classics yep. line, and he is just one I'd just buy if I had the yeah, money so to it, yeah. to buy uh, one character alone. Nice. All right, circling back to you, Frank. Sorry to put. you Yeah. Your...
2: No, that's all right. Um. Look, as far as DC, I, I'm going to go with uh, Bane cool I, I yep. think uh, and forget the, his first horrible movie appearance yeah. uh, I think Tom Hardy did a really good job and portraying that and it's interesting he's the probably the most noteworthy character who can go toe to toe with Batman physically he broke
0: Batman's back correct yeah. right yeah. and
2: even despite being this big brute of a character He's smart, and yes, and yes. again, this is where the uh, Batman and Robin falls down. They treated him yep. just as the muscle. Yep. In in most other depictions, he's he's a genius level tactician. Yes. Yep. So he's got the mind of Batman, but he's got the strength to to back it up. Venom. Of course. Yeah. yeah. Batman being yep. Batman, of course, he always bests him. But yeah, Bane is is, is an interesting character mm. for mine.
0: Awesome. Okay, does 10. If you could give any cartoon villain any other cartoon villain's weapon or power, what would your ultimate combo be? (laughs) This one's interesting. Um,
2: I wanted to do something with Transformers, and so I was like, oh, well, you know, what if we give... Power Rangers' ability to combine five robots. Oh wait, Transformers <laughs> did it first. You bloody ripoffs! Just go away. Um, <laughs> but look, the classic thing with villains that I kept coming up against is when they they change states. You think of of mumrah ra from Thundercats, who so goes from a don't decrepit- say
0: what I've said. No, don't. no, no, no. no, no <laughs> yeah, that's,
2: yeah. This is what I kept right. finding, and then I was like, Do you know what? Let's let's go a little bit sort of simpler than that. Because uh, we've seen some sorts of crossovers with like uh, like Mortal Kombat and and DC and these sorts of things, so I went all right. Let's go a bit small scale. So I will I would give Beastman Beastman Beast Man from Masters Universe his ability to talk to animals, and I would give that to the Predacons from Transformers. Oh yeah.
0: So what talk to? So what? the fact that
2: he can talk to animals and control yeah. animals and get them to do his yeah. bidding, give that ability to the Predacons, because that to me makes sense. Right, that the transform the Transformers, the Predacons, the yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah they're yeah, all yeah. beasts, they're yeah. all animals. Yeah. So as well as being able so, to do so, what Predacons so, do, they have the ability to Aquaman style telepathically talk to animals, because that's what Beast Man can yeah, do, yeah, correct?
0: Yeah, yeah. So so yeah. let's like, say he goes up to what's a what's a, um, you know, some of the Autobots that are uh, beast. So, yeah, like so, characters. like,
2: if the if the Predacons ended up in, like, Beast Wars yeah, type... Yeah,
0: they, they'd, they'd be able to control yeah, them. He can, he can control right. Optimus Maximal yeah.
2: and say, you will do oh, what I want to do. Cool, cool. Yeah, so that's
0: where I went yep. with that. Nice, nice. But, like, maybe a limited range. Couldn't do seven characters at Oh, yeah, at can't once. control all of
2: them yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. And, it's, yeah, it's a willpower thing, so bit, he's bit got to like, concentrate.
0: Um, what's the eight from DC?
2: Ah, um, uh, um, yep, I know the one. I forget the name of it. But yes, he's got like a... The
0: Flash villain. Grodd. Yeah. Killer... Grog. Yeah, yeah. Grod. Um King Grodd? Gorilla Grodd. Gorilla Grodd. Yeah. Grod. yeah. yeah. A bit like that style. Yeah. That's cool, man. Exactly. I like it,
1: yeah. Darren. I struggle with this one. I, I probably don't quite have the imagination that, that <laughs> uh, Frank has. I kind of was thinking about giving, you know, skeletal, like, Megatron-like, or Galvatron-like lasers, cannons,
2: isn't that just the the, tooth the the reboot the space skeletal?
1: Doesn't he have lasers? What's not the one really. I'm thinking? The, New adventures. Sorry, not in that context. Not in that. You know, obliterating. I think Transformers the movie, you know, the animated movie. Think about you know how Galvatron just
2: obliterated such somebody. heroic nonsense. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> just, yeah, and he just
1: obliterated Starscream. Just that's because the canon is like.
2: 20, 20 times the size of what Skeletor would be, right? Yeah, that's exactly
1: right. <laughs> so just imagine something like that. Yeah, no, you know, New Adventures didn't really... Ma- maybe, like that. That, maybe that
0: attitude, don't take any crap from your... Um, yeah. Your, 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 uh, ske- so you're saying
2: Skeletor with a fusion cannon? Is that kind of yeah, where we're... that
1: was kind of where I was going, something right. like that. Yeah. okay
0: Freaking
2: laser beams. <laughs> yeah, was,
1: exactly. Dr. Evil, yeah. that was yeah. the... I want
2: to see the a Megatron-sized yeah, Havoc me. staff, right? Yeah. Yeah, 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 be cool. and he can do... Well, I suppose he doesn't need to shoot lasers and stuff. Megatron can do that himself. He That's can something. do that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right, so I'd give Shredder, my boy Shredder... Yeah, of course. Yes. All yeah. right, Mumra's power of transformation, right? Of course, Shredder right? was already... Yeah, no, yeah. no, no, bro, you yeah, listen yeah. out, listen out, right? <laughs> this is only half the story here. So I'd give Shredder, Mumra's power of transformation, from regular Amazing Ninja-style Urukusaki Shredder <laughs> skills... <laughs> To into super shredder. I knew
1: you were gonna do that. <laughs> I
2: saw this question. I went, Ben's gonna do this
0: whenever needed to fight those ghastly turtles. All right, so because I did think of that. And yeah. I went, oh, what
2: yeah. if yeah he could turn it? And I'm like, that's just super shredder. Yeah. Oh my god, Ben's yeah. gonna totally yeah.
0: imagine to imagine the toys after that. Like oh, you know, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah that's- nice. Mm, okay, <laughs> Shane Adam Gray. Who in the toy industry or comic book industry would you like to meet or chat with?
2: Uh, I'm going to keep this one pretty simple because we're running tight on time, but I would love to have a good old chat and share a beer with Randy from NECA. I yeah. think he's just a cool dude. He's, he's He's got my dream job, right? He's one of us. He can talk about all the pop culture stuff they do, and he gets to design this for a living, right? Yeah. And, and yeah. in every interview I've seen with Pixel Dan and all the rest, he's just... He's one of the boys. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's yeah. not a salesman. He's and not, he's passionate. And he his, loves his, the stuff. And he get has the coolest job in the world. And he's a downright lad.
0: Fantastic so, yeah. answer. And comic book person. Oh, I sort of took it as the one. One. So one or the comic, toy yep. or comic book. Okay. So yeah. Okay. Fickle. Yeah. Cool.
1: Yep. Darren. Um. So many. Um. Anyone from the industry would be absolutely awesome. But I guess for me, I'd I'd love to meet and and thank anyone from the Four Horsemen Studios mm. for what they've done for for me personally and and the fan community over many many years. So many of my lines and so many of my properties have um you know been taken to the next level in terms of modern toys. Thanks thanks to them. And you know I'm just happen to be staring at Ben's classics collection as I say this, and and it's hard to to go past that line and, and not, you know... How do you thank them for that? No, um, it's, yeah, it's yeah, tough. It's a big effort. It's tough.
0: Um, yeah, so for me, toy industry, I've got the Four Horsemen as well as a group. I'd love to go and have a few drinks with them. They're yep. a lot bigger than I am. I'm only a small dude, <laughs> so they'd drink me on the table, but it'd be freaking awesome. What a what a night that would be. Um, just... And also, I broke this into two halves. So comic book, uh, I'd, uh, Frank Miller, I've just got the... I, I go out uh, of my way... Uh, used to go out of my way to buy anything. He does, um, mm-hmm. you know. He is just amazing, and I'd love to, you know, maybe go out for dinner or something. I, I, yeah, yeah, and uh, share a few conversations with, pick his brain a bit because cool. I've got a lot of respect. Mm. Nice. All right. Well, that that that's all our questions. I think. Or was uh, there did one we have more? one from um, that was late? Oh yeah, there was the last one from yeah. uh, Luke Green. Was it? Yes. I'm just trying to find it here now. Um, okay. Here we go. This is our last question for the night. Toys are amazing when you're a child. You escape into a fantasy. However, sometimes accidents do happen. I want to know when you guys were a little and broke a toy. Mm-hmm. Boom, boom. Uh, what kind of MacGyver skills did you, or, uh, did you do to try and repair them, if any? Or was the damage to the figurine just incompre- uh, incorporated into the playtime? <laughs> also what was your most treasured toy that broke so um, yeah, yeah choose okay. one toy that you'd really treasured that broke broken story um
2: one of the ones that jumps out to me is my G1 Soundwave this is
0: <laughs> you're stealing everything. You sure you're not looking at my screen, bro?
2: <laughs> it's a uh, shared Frank's document. Just been
0: looking at
1: it all night.
0: Yeah, he's, he's sitting across from me. My uh, screens the reflection yeah, in your yeah, glasses. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah that's sure. It.
2: Yeah. Um, I might have told this story before, but I was at an age where I was I was taking things apart, and and so as part of summer holidays, mum would say, "Here's an old radio. Here's a screwdriver. See what you can do with it," sort of thing. And then I noticed that oh, my transformers have got little screws in them as well. Let's take sound wave apart and oh, his no shoulder has never been the same since i've still got him uh, i've since gotten a couple of other sound waves to sort of to swap it out but i do still have him and i was i just have this vivid memory of you unscrewing something i think the arm came off and i just saw this spring just go ping through the air and i'm like oh where did that go how did that come and i think it was actually the spring from the the chest opening mechanism so his chest doesn't open very well So I was able to put it back together. Visually, he looks okay. Got a bit of a loose shoulder, and the chest doesn't open very well. Uh, The other one that springs to mind, which, again, I probably shouted out, my original Leonardo from Classic Turtles. Both his forearms are glued in place, and that was... uh, Uh, and that was mum and dad gluing him back together because I was distraught at the time and it was one of those you know you'd be rough with the toys as you were at that age and they're glued at sort of like a 45 angle so he can still hold the, the swords and doesn't look ridiculous obviously I've got other ones to sort of on display to sort of replicate that or replace that but yeah in the end it was like well it is what it is and you know it's a couple of points of articulation on figures that really when you look at them aren't super articulated anyway um, so yeah, that's just now part of the history of of that figure for that's me.
1: Right. So
0: yeah. for one of your most beloved characters, yeah, yeah,
1: absolutely. So for me, I didn't copy Ben at all. <laughs> and, um, so my answer is totally different. For me, it's the original He Man that I got as a child. It was the first Master of the Universe figure I got, and I played with it relentlessly. It wasn't that I was super rough; it's just that I could not put it down. It it's just like, you know, it was an awakening of the line for me. That that whole line. And and being the first one, it just suffered from being overplayed with wear and tear. Yeah, um, so it broke, um, and arms, I was legs, gutted. Yeah. And, and it took what seemed like forever to find another one in stores. Um, <laughs> Should have been hundreds because the line was was so big back then. He Man was just like selling out, selling yeah. out everywhere. All versions. There, we did find another one though, and um, in retail, and I, I was lucky enough to get that. But, yeah, I was crushed in the, in the lead-up to it. And it altered my capacity to play with that line while I had that vacancy because it's, it's the... It's, it's the, the title like, character, it, isn't yeah, it? It's yeah, it's the yeah. title character. You, you know, um, no He-Man, no line. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: and, okay.
0: And
1: what is, what's yours, much? Ben? Ah, so, yeah,
0: so after... <laughs> Frank continually steals all my (laughs) things Okay, so mine was Soundwave And I think I'd had him for quite a number of years So I'd had most of the play value out of him but as time wears on, and you keep chucking them, packing them up, and throwing them in the uh, toy box at the end of uh, a play session, uh, the tape deck broke. Yeah, right, and okay. I don't know where Buzzsaw went. He was gone. Oh, so it actually like whole the whole door came off. The whole door, the yeah, whole door wow. was broken. I don't know if in the toy box it you know had come off, and then picking it out, I don't know. It it broke. It wasn't there anymore, right? Mm. So I remember the way I got around it was I um, remember we had the little uh, transforming watches. I don't think they were licensed. Uh, I think they uh, were yes, licensed, the ones. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the little robot, they had a, a tiny little digital display, yep. and um, they would transform into the square, well. yeah, yeah. square, yeah, square of the robot. Unfold the arms and things, and mm. uh, the wristband was sort of a separate attachment. You could. Yep have that little watch attachment as a robot or you just had the wristband so i realized pretty quickly because the head didn't shrink down it was permanently up it was just a little black uh yep. square yep. knob on the top of his thing hmm. i realized pretty quick that is a perfectly wedged fit into Soundwave's chest cavity really right? perfect right oh okay and see i had a blue a, a, a deep blue watch yep. robot one and of course Soundwave is also mm. deep blue so it was from a distance if you you know if you're uh, squeezed your eyes a little <laughs> bit and uh, you know put the gloss of uh, you know reminiscent on it uh, it didn't look too bad and I had that right through up until I sold it at Toy Fair oh, wow! Um, you know and look, uh, yeah. sa- this Soundwave tells That's the time a, like. yeah, yeah and I, I remember saying that to the kid that bought it off me that you know, got a bit sentimental when I, you know, handed over the ten dollars or something yeah. I had on him, and I'm like, "This was actually mine." And the kid just looked up at me like, "I don't give a shit." You know, like, I, here's ten dollars. You gonna man. sell it to me or not? You know, <laughs> just give I me the just, toy. Uh, but yeah, so that's now not in my possession anymore, and hopefully, um, yeah, you know. Getting, got some love for three seconds after after he bought it. But yeah, I, I'll never forget that. And that was... Um, and ben will buy it back off
1: of him at the oh, next definitely. Toy Fair for 20, $5. 20 bucks, yeah, 20 it. bucks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. There needs to be a history lesson in appreciating toys. So, definitely. You want know, to pay him less than
0: We might wrap it up then, uh, guys. Uh, we've uh, blown the, um, the questions out of the water. We'll save our uh, show and tell for another time. Thank you so much, everyone, for writing in the questions and things. Huge. We had a wonderful, super, uh, exciting time. Uh, you know, sitting down at night and trying to map these questions out, and <laughs> you know, get into that grey matter of the brain and remember what we were. You know, what toys we broke and what uh, toy lines we wish never existed and things. How and many people can we piss off with one answer? That's <laughs> it. That's it. How many <laughs> listeners are we going to lose now? Uh, yeah. yeah. So, um, thank you so much to our patreons and things. It's not uh, this. Um, show isn't uh you know why we we don't just do it for you but it's fantastic that you guys help us out uh, a little bit and uh we're growing you know in tech and uh stuff uh, because of you guys so massive thanks
1: absolutely and uh darren sign us off i will i just wanted to say a huge thank you first has been reiterated for people contributing to the show please feel free if you've got other questions down the track to to send them to us Um, we can always implement them into other episodes and and that is terrific that so many people care enough about the show to actually engage with us on these questions and we enjoyed each and every one of them as as ben said but just wanted to reiterate the the door is open for more until next time good journey you can find the toy power team at all the usual online places
2: facebook.com slash toy power podcast at toy power podcast on both twitter and instagram or have your say and email us toy power podcast at gmail.com subscribe to the show on both itunes and stitcher and please leave us a review otherwise we just assume we're awesome we are a proud member of the giant size team up network check out all the awesome shows on this awesome network full of Okay, people. Want to learn more? Go to giantsizedteamup.com where you can find us and a whole lot more awesome shows. Well, they're not more awesome than us, but they're. Yeah.